0: this superfood is even better than we thought. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler.
1: I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water.
0: After a week of flooding and power outages, residents of North and South Carolina are still coping with serious health and safety issues.
1: 44 people had died as of Sunday, and officials are warning that the danger of flooding is not over and could go into next week.
0: There are many accounts of water contamination. The Washington Post reports that a coal ash basin near Wilmington was inundated, sending highly toxic waters pouring into a lake and then into the Cape Fear River.
1: This spill was a separate incident from another coal ash landfill rupture last weekend that leaked enough to fill 180 dump trucks with waste.
0: Coal ash is highly toxic and one of the largest forms of industrial waste, according to the EPA. The ash is left over after coal is burned primarily to generate electricity.
1: Water in North Carolina has also been polluted by animal waste and carcasses. The state is one of the largest producers of pork and chicken products, and about 5,500 hogs and 3.5 million chickens are reported to have drowned.
0: The New Yorker writes that there are about 4,000 hog waste lagoons in the state, and as of Thursday, more than 130 were compromised or close to being compromised. Other reports said that dozens of waste lagoons had been flooded, leaking bacteria, and toxins into fields and waterways.
1: A network of environmental activists said in a statement that there is an urgent need for both hog lagoons and coal ash ponds to be removed from areas near rivers and flood-prone areas.
0: But the hog lagoons are likely health threats even without the flood. The Raleigh News Observer reports that a study released by Duke University health researchers, coincidentally, the day after the storm passed, shows a correlation between disease and other health problems in communities near hog operations even without a large rainfall.
1: Quinoa, sometimes called a superfood, is packed with protein, fiber, and various vitamins and minerals. Many think of it as a grain, but according to life science, it's actually a seed, which is related to spinach, chard, and beets. Quinoa has its origins in the South American Andes, where it's been grown for at least 5,000 years.
0: Recently, a new discovery is adding to quinoa's superpowers. It has the ability to grow in soils that have become salty. This attribute is important because soils are increasingly becoming saline due to fertilizers.
1: Researchers at the University of Würzburg found that quinoa sequesters excess sodium chloride in leaf cells that act like little bladders and keep the sodium from harming the plant, even when the salts reach very high levels.
0: The planet's increasing population will likely require using more land to grow corn and wheat, and with that agriculture will come more irrigation, fertilizers, and ultimately salts. Quinoa could be on more dinner plates as a way of feeding a hungry world.
1: Forest managers may soon have to undergo diversity training, not to have better work relationships, but rather to help the ecosystems they oversee survive.
0: Forests play a big role in moderating the impact of human-induced climate change. They remove massive amounts of carbon dioxide by capturing it in woody tissues. But recent droughts and wildfires have decimated western forests, making them challenging to restore and more vulnerable to future disasters.
1: A new University of Utah, Utah study may have an answer. Plant a diverse mix of trees. Lead author William Anderegg told Scientific American that trees have a huge range of water transport strategies from having deep or shallow roots to having structures that are incredibly well armored to withstand drought.
0: The authors conclude that after a fire, managers need to consider planting multiple species and look at the ecosystem as a whole, not missing the forest for the trees, and that will make the environment more resilient.
1: Algal blooms have been a major problem in various parts of Florida, especially its west coast. The red tide, as it's called, kills marine life, resulting in tons of dead fish on shorelines.
0: It's been so bad that teachers last week at two schools near the beach in Pinellas County moved recess inside, and the Tampa Bay Times reports that one of the schools offered respirators and face masks to children due to the noxious odors.
1: It's the worst algal bloom in at least a decade, and one of its causes is the Mississippi River, hundreds of miles from Florida. A scientist with NOAA told the Times that large amounts of nutrients, mostly from fertilizers and farm runoff, flow down the Mississippi into the Gulf of Mexico and then currents carry them east to the Florida coast.
0: The flow of the nutrients from the river don't trigger Florida's algal blooms, but it does feed them. Ironically, most fertilizer in the U.S. comes from phosphate mined in Florida and shipped through Tampa near the heart of the red tide problem.
1: And finally, speaking of algae, for people who live along the western shore of Lake Erie, seeing a bright green slime coating the water's surface each summer has become as routine as baseball and picnics.
0: So when a thick coat of algae settled into a creek alongside the Maumee Bay Brewing Company in Toledo, Ohio, enough was enough. Looking at the muck, they decided to make a beer that looked as gross and green to call attention to the need for clean water.
1: And with that, Ale G. Bloom beer was born. A double IPA brewed with kiwi and matcha green tea powder to give it a mucky green appearance that looks a bit eerie, if you will, and that's the point. They hope folks will see the odd-looking sludge and start a conversation about cleaning up the lake.
0: Mommy Bay Brewing is not alone in mixing activism with beer. Dozens of breweries have joined the Natural Resources Defense Council's Brewers for Clean Water campaign to protect waterways as the Trump administration tries to repeal an Obama-era clean water rule.
1: As far as the sales go for the ALG Bloom IPA, the company's looking forward to the day when the lake is clear and never having to make the beer again perhaps with the slogan, ails well that ends well. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, highlighting the latest cost-effective strategies to manage aging infrastructure at the Water Infrastructure Conference and Expo, October 28th to 31st in Atlanta. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash h2oinfocon.